and welcome to podcast 273 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod I'll shortly be joined by Dupe from the past because we're finally releasing our interview that we recorded exclusively at Sports Interactive's offices with Nick Madden all the way back at the start of October when we were there for their Alpha event. So that is shortly to come. The reason why we haven't released it until now is because, well, what Nick says in this kind of gives you a big old leg up when it comes to handling the the new things within the match engine that we hadn't yet really had a chance to really get a hold of ourselves. And also you couldn't play the game at that point either. So we thought maybe wait until at least the beta was out if not the full release, before we dropped it. So that is exactly what we're doing now that the beta period is coming to its end and the full release is just around the corner. So sit back and enjoy to our interview with Nick Madden from Sports Interactive. Okay, we are recording live from Sports Interactive HQ once again. Uh, So thank you, everyone, for that. And welcome, Nick Madden. Welcome back, Nick. Thank you. No, Thank you for having me. And yeah, I'm glad that you're on home turf. Home turf. Well, your home turf. <laughs> we, are, we are the visiting team. It's, a, it's an away day for We us. are very much set up for the interview as well. I do feel a little bit Alan Sugar. You're fired. <laughs> um, well, the reason why we are speaking to Nick is because there have been big match engine changes for FM23. So uh, we've got all of that to go through. Uh, Nick has been on the pod before. Mm. But I think before we get into you know the, the business end of the discussion... I think you were, you missed out on the usual anecdote question that we are, like to ask. Uh, so we, I thought we might as well get that in first. Go early. So go because early. because you've just said it and it's it's big. It's like like Ant Farley, who we've had on sort of fairly recently as part of the the more recent SI interviews we've ran. His was fantastic as well. Like you're you're an it's fair to say you're an elder statesman, but the, <laughs> and so but but people of a similar age. Will love this, so take it away. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm very dusty. So. <laughs> dusty. <laughs> That's probably the best way to describe Mothballed. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm, I've been a huge fan of the football manager series since I was eight years old. So I've been playing for a very, very long time. Um, and I got the probably the best. Um, I think the, one of the best FM stories because it really felt so close to home and I got to meet one of my football manager idols. Okay. Um, which is not many... Which is me today, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> on the back. Let's go, And So I was um, actually up with Ian McIntosh and we were working on um, the promotions of Football Manager 2017 and we went across um, across the UK and we did different sort of like essentially sort of streaming events and players got to play against each other and we found out who the best FM player was. And I went up to Scotland in Glasgow in this very, very, I'd say, um, odd-looking pool hall that we managed to... (laughs) I don't know why we we held it in this pool hall, but it had a bar. We had about 30 people turn up. And the star of the show, who did both the draw and got to speak to all the participants, was the one and only Mark Kerr, which is massive for people of of, uh, a CM0102 vintage. Will like that's that's honour there. Yeah, let's just say his passing of all the drinks on the night was twenty. Good reference. Good reference. I I do think though that that's going to be very hard to beat. I don't like that's a really good reference in terms of like. The thing is, he's only a celebrity in the Our championship world, manager yeah. world as well. Like, yeah. So it's a very niche thing, but absolutely everyone was like, 
I'm absolutely like, <laughs> you can beat that for me. Like uh, the amount of people that would have had him in, in teams. I mean, there are people that have had mentioned them in 11s, but we'll come to that very, very soon. Yeah, I think that's, it's almost good enough for me to say we don't need to ask that question anymore. <laughs> like, I, I like it though. Whenever yeah, we get someone new on, and especially, especially as like Nick didn't get to answer it before because it wasn't, it didn't come to us. Like I think no. we've got like newer the when we first our first set of SI interviews that we started when we were last here pre-pandemic. Yeah, were, you were the first one in the interview chair, and so it wasn't really a question that came to us until actually that's a really good question. I think it may have been uh, Brocky that actually sort of said about Ray Houghton's boots and it was like right that's a question we're going to have to ask everyone now and so as as it's now become part of the the pod yeah, ritual when we when we're here or you guys uh, come on remotely or whichever um but let's let's get on to why we're here uh, so we have come down for a a look at the oh, it's it's technically pre alpha build but we we've been afforded alpha access to the game to see it before it gets released which we are very thankful of absolutely um but Nick, explain, because I think you've had a job change since we last interviewed you as well, or at least a title change. Mm. So for those of those people who are listening or watching who don't know who you are and what you do, um, please embellish us. Thank you. Yes, um, I had a, a promotion um, just off the back of the success of FM22 as well. So when the feature reveal videos went out and it had um, like Nick Madden, um, producer of the Match Engine, it was great. But at that time, I was actually given a, a promotion um, of how well both we had done as a match team over the last couple of um, cycles and really steadied the ship almost. So dance a bit and get a light. Literally. Energy efficiency. And it's, sorry. sorry, cut you off mid-flow there, Nick. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so... Um, because of the success of FM twenty like one twenty two, I've been the match engine producer now for five years, and I was given the the promotion um, as we released FM twenty two um, by um, Miles and Mark Duffy, the, the the sort of the development director, and Miles himself, who, who I work so closely with. Um, so I essentially I lead the team of engineers that work on the match engine. Those engineers, they work on the AI primarily mm -hmm. um, and sort of the, I guess, the 2D, 3D world um, that you will see, player decisions. Um, and then I also work with the animation engineers um, and they um, work on that new animation engine, which we put in, in FM22, um, which we've upgraded for the FM23, of course. Nice, of course, nice. we, we have first, to do that. The first drop. But... Um, but yeah, and I also, if anybody hasn't seen our like feature reveal, um, you'll actually see a bit of behind the scenes footage of uh, how our team work and, uh, mm -hmm. and almost the technical test. It looks great, and doesn't it? It looks well, so good. The amount of good. people, like, I mean, me and Joe said it pretty much when, when, when we first saw it, like, we would love this as a view. And yeah. I think I've had sort of several, I can't remember if we said it on one of the more recent pods yeah, or whether it's like, like other conversations, week. but... Um, I think if we were to have like I I I've I've coined it pro player proximity lines. Feel free <laughs> yeah. to steal that if you want, um, <laughs> or just tell us the right thing. <laughs> yeah. no, no. But um, if you were to have that as part of the like three D view in game, you could probably say goodbye to all of the two D players that are still sort of clunking around elsewhere. Like I th that because I feel like it would really help people from a tactical perspective actually 
see if their tactical changes are really working rather than I, I guess it's kind of like minor but it gives you a very obvious thing as oh my right back has gone running off somewhere where he, where he re- I really don't want him to go um, and how well they're staying in line even if it's just like from a defensive perspective but uh, that I mean I don't know if I think I, I do I, I kind of think it would be a bit cheaty there, there is that, uh, but, but I will also say to- that toggle. toggle I'll also say that. I'll also say this as well. Feature request, Eddie. That's what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we've, had, we've had quite a good chat today, yeah. um, and I'll be honest, I've, I've come away feeling a little bit cheaty because I'm like, yeah, I, we had a few conversations about a few parts of the, the the game may have changed or whatever, and I'm like, hang on, I feel like I know a little bit too much here. <laughs> I feel like I know a little this bit. Is, this too is much. why we like speaking to Nick and both to Seb because yes. we get all of the tricks out, like out, and we some of them we will sort of. You know, bit of bit of salt here and there on different yeah. pods. Let them out there. The, the rest, they're all for us. Well, like. we we here because we've also got something very much in common. I know um, you were talking about what you do. We had a really big conversation about my favourite position last year, my, my favourite role last year <laughs> of CM attack. And I basically said to you, "Please don't touch my baby." And you went, "It's gone. <laughs> it's gone." <laughs> so I'm um, quite sure we did the same with Masala attack yeah. the year before as well. Broke that one as well. So basically, what we've learned here uh, is we just don't mention anything to or you. mention player roles <laughs> yeah, we yeah. hate, and <laughs> then but really like pretend we like them, yeah. and then Nick will go, "Oh, I will nuke that." And then the thing we actually want adverse. You know, response is that we get what we actually want. Oh, you're saying reverse psychology? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not basically play Nick in his own game. <laughs> I'll be completely honest, I'm not clever enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put that out before anyone else tells me. I am not good enough for that. I, I listen to enough of your pod to know that I probably, I don't think you'll get away with just talking about the stuff that you don't like so much. Oh, oh you know, are you a big fan? <laughs> I am a very big fan. No. Oh, it's funny you mentioned yeah. that, dude, because. <laughs> Both as I, I like when we're walking our way to, on our way to the office, uh, but bump, well bumped into Nick before we started walking, and then I had a conversation with Nick, and he was saying how much he he loved Duke, and he made made him laugh, and yeah. I disputed that fact, but no. alas, no, but, I, uh, do you know what? <laughs> Very much, he makes me laugh, especially during mar- marathon training, and this year I've been saving some of some of the pods to listen to back to back. Okay, so it's it's amazing to hear. Both the safe stories I love because it's it, you know, it almost makes you appreciate how other people play the game yeah. and how they get into different aspects because we all play differently. Yeah, and that's even what as I a love group, we most. all play differently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 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 that comes across, and so then it helps me be a bit more informed. Of oh, okay, you know, we've we've got people who enjoy the game in this way, and then you know you can watch other content online, and you're like, they enjoy it in this way. But there will be some commonality in some of, say, centre midfield attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're really loving this role mm. this year, and we're like, okay, well, why are they loving it? Yeah, you know that, and and almost like we look at every I'm year. We to tell you at, now why well, we love it. Every, every, every year we look at every every team instruction, every player instruction, every role, and we go, is it fit for purpose? Is it what we want it to be? Is it modelled on, say, the player mm-hmm. or the manager that we want? Does it feel realistic? And also, like, is it simulating real football? And 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 we were talking about like, well, who is the CM attack really in in the modern game? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's really hard to pinpoint. But I I feel like probably Frank Lampard was the last sort of CM attack that I'm really like the world to, beta. It's well, the it's it's funny you mentioned Frank Lampard because yeah. like the the thing that I think most of us have loved is the the well-timed 
like oh. late into the box runs. It's oh. like the, the third man runs mm. are the things that make it's the thing that makes that role. I'm tearing up just listening about it. But the, but the <laughs> to, like the to, that was what Lampard was so yeah. good at. The timing of the run, it was like nigh on perfection every time, and it was so well practiced. That's it, just because he was slow, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, but it doesn't. It, it, the reason why irrelevant, <laughs> but but I'd intelligent. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, intelligent exactly. runs. Yeah, no, he he was very good at that. And just to say, it isn't it isn't fully finished? It is in like. It's not like we just go, no, you're not well, allowed to use it anymore. Like We want to make every role realistic. Yeah. And we made so many changes to even different roles. Roles that people don't even talk about, say like even the winger this year, yeah. like we made sure that they are holding their wit a lot more in those attacking well, guess- phases rather than coming narrow in, or even like your inside forward or inverted winger. It's like making sure that they invert as best as possible because we still can't get it uh, fully okay. right. You carry on, carry on. But like the, I guess the... The thing is, because whilst there will be, it, it, I, I actually listened to the TIFO podcast with, I think it was the, with uh, Jonathan Wilson on it. And he was saying that he was actually disputing that football tactics are cyclical. Uh, and he was saying that there is like an element to that, but really it's, it, people go back and borrow ideas and then sort of iterate upon them. Amazing but that we've, we've had this exact conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But like, we, because that happens, seems to be at such a more frenetic pace now. Maybe because it's so much easier to consume tactical content, and people are more interested in it now than they were mm. twenty, thirty years ago. And so there are more people who are more informed and are able to have informed opinions on tactics. It then means that that obviously has a knock-on effect to you because football changes seemingly yearly, and all it takes is a, a particular player to play in a particular different style to how most people have. Like I, I think the biggest thing we saw within the past like 10, 15 years was sort of the emergence or re-emergence of inside forwards, which hadn't really been seen since like the, the 50s uh, and since the move away from from sort of having a very attack-heavy thing mm. to now more defensive-based, sort of, you know, the whole inversion of pyramid thing, hence title of book. Yeah. Uh, but I think the, 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 the example you gave about wingers there those incremental changes, that the fact that you actually have to go back and review these every year to make sure it is actually it's reflective of actual football now in that particular like space is fascinating. I, I yeah. think for me as well, you don't your team don't get enough credit for that because we just assume, and again, this gets us onto our, our next point, but we just assume that well, not I'm not going to say we because I've talked to you now, but that. <laughs> Oh, it's the same as last year, so it's left the same. Mm. You know, it's not touched. You know, that winger, when you read the description, it's exactly the same to last year. So that means they haven't done anything. But yeah, you're sat there and you've done all of this in the background. So we'll give you credit for it now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's the difficulty, though, is... Because you can't get credit for everything. Like, but, you can't... Put- but, but equally, like, some people may well see sort of that we we're going to move on to sort of the... The things that you focused on in the feature reveal video, which was the sort of the the big defensive changes to the match engine this year, but on the face of it, to someone like unless they if they don't watch full matches, they will think, oh, it's just options in the tactics creator. Mm. That's yeah. all I'm. You know, oh, that's all it is. When there isn't an appreciation of all of the work to actually get it to that point, and what has actually changed in the background to make those buttons work better. 
which oh, you yeah. can now explain to us. Yeah. Yeah. Link. <laughs> seamless. Thank you. Seamless. Yeah, yeah very seamless. <laughs> it's only seamless when you don't point it out that it's seamless. So. <laughs> but yeah, like, I guess, like, we, we were talking earlier, me and Dupe, about the evolution of tactics. And um, I was saying very much about all the work that we've done with our AI managers this year, where we've, we've um, made the AI managers pick, like, I guess, better formations than what they were before so a lot of like formations will now can have a a pivot player or a double pivot mm -hmm. so you will see a lot of formations now that will have either a one dm or two dm side by side but if there's two dms in a formation but there's an amc and no center midfielder then what we do is we make sure that the dms play a lot higher Right. So to close that gap okay. almost because we still want that tactical stability. So is that starting position or is that play position? I guess like more tactical position. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, where yeah. they would, I guess, fall back to fall back when to they've it. like maybe stopped pressing or mm -hmm. in an action or vice versa, how they may they may start from that position and then move from it their, depending so on their role. Point, so to speak. Yeah, yeah okay. so the tactical position is, is definitely more like, yeah, their, their reference point yeah. where they will either move back to or where they would start from and move forward from. So yeah, so we've tried to, I guess, close that gap, but still make sure that they have pivots in them. Mm -hmm. um, so you can almost create that reason why we go like this cyclical like, cycle of football is that like you can almost create that sort of five and five, which mm -hmm. is actually very like, common now. And it's, it's almost like a Benitez thing, like I, he, especially early Liverpool what, it, during his tenure, but sort of mid 2000s Liverpool it was very much that was his sort of whole philosophy and I remember reading sort of things on forums that would give you like these examples of like the those were the man so you had Marie you'd have the Mourinho's you'd have the Benitez's and then there would be maybe another in that but it was usually those two that were the yeah. the two prime examples of like elite managers in the Premier League that were being used as and bear in mind, this was at the time when sliders were a thing, and oh. how you would be, what you would have to do to adjust to get your team to play in that way. And obviously, that was pre-tactical, uh, pre-tactical creator. So it was a lot more difficult to try and like you're trying to basically make numbers replicate something on a tactics board, which is never going to be easy. But obviously, now that that isn't a thing, um, I'm trying to go back to my point, but I forgot, so I'll, I'll let you carry on. <laughs> well, I was just standard, saying, Matt. <laughs> I was just saying about like and the sort of the five and five is almost referring back to the sort of the WM formation. Yeah. And so, like, um, before I was a football manager and when I was a lot younger, a lot less dusty, I did go <laughs> when I did go to university and um, I studied football studies. And the first thing we studied was the the evolution of tactics and we did start off with the wm and it, it's funny how football looks like it's going almost back to that sort, mm. of, that sort of structure five and then attacking fluid five so again with those sort of changes with the pivot to make sure every area manager has at least a single or double pivot it, um or they have that tactical stability in their system um so that was one of the major changes that we did make which you'll see when you're playing against ai managers um and they they are better in tuned with like their under the hood they use an expected score, so they will then make their decisions based off that. So their starting mentalities, how they would change in the match, how quickly they would change as well, will all, all dependent on their attributes. Is going to be dynamic? So obviously that when you start the game, they will be vastly different. To, like Man City, for example, will be expected to beat most teams, mm -hmm. but if they happen to have a a downward spiral at some point throughout your save and their reputation suffers and 
as, as to their results would that so would that is that a dynamic value that would change depending on how well they're actually performing yeah it changes both game to game throughout right. the seasons and also during the match as well so it, it updates continually um so that it, it, it's used then as a model um for managers to know when they can up the ante mm-hmm. or when they can go back more defensive when they can change team instructions as well so that all feeds into the data that we get from the game which makes it a lot well. more difficult right i was going to say in turn <laughs> is this going to make the ai now even harder to beat it well i think it makes the ai manager both smarter more well informed mm. and i i think as well because we obviously we want them to play how the data is coming in yeah. from and then the game world would take over but the data is really, really important. So we want to try and replicate those managers as best as possible. So okay. I think they will be the most well-informed. Yeah. And I think it will be different. For, I think difficulty, it, it depends on the person. Okay. I, I, I think that it also depends on who you're starting with, what, what level of experience. So, but I would say, it, for me, personally as a fan of the game and me playing, I think it's, it's made those tactical battles a lot more interesting. Okay. It's no longer you want to just stay on one mentality that, and go through the match. With, with, with the AI managers, does it depend on their own particular attributes as mm. to how well they actually yeah. react to it? Because obviously, tactical knowledge is an attribute for, to, as a as a manager, or many like most staff. But obviously, that if that then comes into it, you actually you're more likely to be facing a Pep who has like twenty tactical knowledge. That that's going to be quite difficult to overcome and their adaptability as well oh so so is there any other attributes that will will likely impact these sort of dynamic decisions and the tactical familiarity and adaptability are like are two two of the stronger ones but there is um you know aspects like they're they're defending they're attacking as well and their tendencies there's quite a few manager tendencies on the hood and most of which are are, are to do with what instructions they would use or say um their preferred roles Mm -hmm. but yeah um Sort of a mixture of so actually scouting your the the manager as much as the team is perhaps quite important now. Like previously, you may not consider it. You think about how they play, but actually looking at a manager's profile could be like a a key to some, like at least knowing where they're likely to go. Whereas, I I guess, I guess that would kind of come into play if you go, for example, two nil up early, and you're playing somebody. the, The other managers, those attributes aren't very good. So you, they're not going to be very good at the decision making to change it to adapt to that. Is that, or is it just still going to be quite like it was? Uh, they, it depend. It will depend on a, a few of their factors, and and also if they, it's almost like sometimes it's going to be damage limitation. Right, okay. if you're winning and the manager doesn't think that they can claw it back, they it may be damage limitation, or can they get it back? They yeah. will try and go back, but okay. um. I'd say in, in, in previous football managers before we did this exercise, I would say the managers were sometimes a bit too over aggressive mm-hmm. so to try and get to back, and almost yeah, or they were too almost too it within their shell and like oh this team is now just dominant. They have they they're, they're expected to win. They're going to win, so we're almost going to just set up to fail mm-hmm. from the off. Mm-hmm. Which is something that we genuinely just wanted to improve. We wanted to feel like there was a tactical battle there. We didn't want to feel like the AI managers were just going to sit down and lie down against Mm -hmm. the human manager because it isn't just what matters in the AI versus human. It's the AI versus AI and it's the Mm. whole game world experiences, which is what we really focus on because the 
the match engine doesn't really care whether it's an AI manager or a human manager. You're all treated the same. The AI is the same because it's the players on the pitch. It's a myth busted then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, it is. It, you're on, the, you're on the, the same playing field. So um, we balance the engine based off AI versus AI mm. because that is, that's the, the balance and the sanity of the game world is just as important is that realism mm. as it is the human manager's experience. So of course we want it to be challenging for the human, but we want to really make sure that, you know, the best teams in the league play like the best teams in the league. They mm. play that football because then that gives you that feel of you're in the football manager universe. Yeah, you feel immersion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You you you're immersed in your game world. You you feel, oh, those players are scoring. And that's always the vision of our, our team. And and I felt like at the past, that's that's almost why I think we needed to make some more strides going forward in defensive football because if an AR manager does get in a situation where they need to defend and they need to camp in, they need to maybe play mm. two blocks of four, they don't just sit there and almost get a pummeling and they, they don't, it's like sometimes, especially in FM 22 and previous FMs, the team would sit in, they would give the other team up possession, space in front of them, they would give them all of that and they would just, wait for them to take opportunity after opportunity and they would always get one through yeah. because they weren't able I guess to counter in the best way and they weren't making use of the ball in the I guess the best situations like we improved FM22 when some of the defensive teams were maybe holding the ball a bit too much mm -hmm. in deeper areas I'm sort of in, so it's almost in, like that I oh, can't remember I'm, I'm ruining this sorry <laughs> the, 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 talking is apparently difficult today no the um the word I was going to use was, um, nope, it's gone. It was an I word, which is ever so helpful. Okay. Um, that pressure and um, encouraging. It's, it's an E word, not even an I word. <laughs> it's, gone. it's gone well. <laughs> so I feel your pain. <laughs> Never mind. It's only my job. Jesus <laughs> incredible scene. I've got a script now. That's no, it. I'm incredible scenes. See, you got the jokes as well. I've been listening to you too. You know. <laughs> Honestly, I laugh. So, like, you know, God, keep, my, keep talking. My, my sense of humour is very much on that same crass level sometimes. So, I very much appreciate it. So the. We've sort of focused a bit on the managerial side of things, but obviously that's only part of it. Mm. Now, before we had the opportunity to speak to you about it, we spec uh, and when the, the feature video came out, mm. I was speculating as to what are the important attributes in, term, in, in the terms of the defensive structure. And I thought decision-making will now be so pivotal because of making sure they know when to not go and when to go, and you, you mentioning about the sort of the, the use of double pivots and always having a pivot, is am I barking up the wrong tree? There is like decision making now even more important than it may have already been for a defensive minded player following these amendments. Uh I guess to nail down only one attribute in the match is very very hard. But th th so, so there will be a, yeah. always a mixture. Um, decision making is, is hugely important um, just in general in football positioning of course mm -hmm. work rate um, you know you think about the, the changes that we made last year with like stamina and work, make, yeah. work rate having a lot more of an influence on on your sprint capacity and how much that you can press so that's um, very much 
you know, there's a few key attributes there, um, and even agility. Mm. You know, because the players need to change direction. Yeah yeah, 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 need to change yeah. direction, and you know, especially if they're pressing and they're pressing angles. So there's a multitude of, I guess, um, attributes that we can use and call upon. Um, but yeah, as you touched upon, um, the the sort of the changes this year. Some some people will look at it and just go, look. They've just added a few buttons, like we were talking about, and a few buttons. Oh, they've just changed the wording of high press, mid block, low block. But I promise you, like it's more than and it and even people will see offside traps gone. Where has that gone? Oh, they've got rid of it. All they've done is they've replaced it with two buttons. It's really not. Every time we think about why we're doing it and what we're tr- the problems we're trying to solve and what we want to add. So I guess the problems that we were trying to solve before um, for, I guess, the blocks is the fact that it's really hard to communicate and it's not footballing terminology. No. So I was like, right, well, why don't we make it and give it that bit more of a feel so, you know, you can have that high press, so that higher line of engagement, um, but you can still have a high defensive line. But then what happens if you, like, that defensive line is high, you're pressing high, but in those split seconds where it's a tough call, no longer is like a, an offside line the the base of your like defensive line. No longer do defenders just stand in a line and just wait for it. It's so one of the days fluid. of one nil to the answer. Yeah, yeah, it's so fluid, and so we thought, well, let's have an instruction in there that you can either drop off, so drop deeper in those just split call sessions, or hold the line and almost like edge it forward. So, um, so the, there's just a few like examples of the the new instruction of the defensive line added in with also new terminology. So then we got the mid block, low block. So you can still play a a low block, so a low line of engagement, but a high defensive line. You can squeeze the field and make it more compact. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can play a mid block and maybe a, a, a sort of a, a standard defensive line, almost like be quite balanced, but you're still compact and. We've, we've tried to spend a lot of time this year on looking at the compactness all over the pitch. So like even at like restarts, like goal kicks, set pieces, like throw-ins, the pitch will feel a lot more compact. When you watch, it will feel a lot less spread out to what it so was I before. I feel like that has been probably one of the, the bigger changes over the past five years. It's the, the horizontal compactness of a team, not just the vertical compactness mm. of a team that has changed. But I think... Once, the, the, obviously, we've gone through a transition of four four two, and there always being that. I know we do. Ha- there is still versions of four four two, but it's it's the the four four two we see now is so different to mm. what if mm. you look back to sort of thirty years at the start of the Premier League, when when Watford were struggling to sort of do anything in Europe. I, I know that's a bit before the Premier League, but they were the four four two came unstuck in Europe. Yet it dominated domestically mm-hmm. because European teams had sitting midfielders who would could you know, prevent, it didn't matter how wide you would go, you were always going to be prevented because they filled out the middle. But I think over the past five years, we've seen that the, the compression and narrowness of a team being able to basically sit, park everyone if you want to inside the box and prevent, you know, accept all the balls coming in and just knock them away. Um, and I think we've, it, but we see that more, not just in set formations. And I think you are, you are now giving us these tools to be able to do it all if we want to. But mm. obviously there are 
there are restrictions because there are always going to have to be. But in terms of like defensive options, it does feel like there are from what what we've watched, what we've seen, what you what you've spoken to us about now, it does feel like we are being given the tools to be able to play how defensively we wish to, um, regardless of which way round it is. I like this because I'm very much attacking. And when you hear my save updates on the pod, it's I, this player scored this many goals or this guy is amazing. Da, 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 da. I'm not very good at defence. And I, I go with the, the kind of the ethos, well, we just score more than them. <laughs> and I'm going to hope that this, from what we've seen today, what we've discussed and we talk uh, about the, the defensive whip button disappearing and the two new buttons on that one. But it's just exciting for me because I think maybe this is the year I'll learn how to defend because <laughs> it seems to be that it's a big focus. Um, and we have seen there's a lot of a lot more defensive football happening and i think a lot of people are prepping for a certain somebody to come <laughs> to town as well um and i think it's such a big focus now in football itself is that it is difficult to score goals in any league mm, so definitely. let's try and make them let's not concede any you know and let's let's go out and see what we can do but it's the, the the defensive whip. I made a comment on the feature reveals when we did when we did it about oh they've just taken that off. Where's it gone? So what is it that you've added? Yeah. So um, for, oh, defen- for defensive whip, um, previously it was just one slider. And again, like looking at the the tactics board, like I'm sure people won't really know exactly what defensive whip affected. Mm-hmm. Did it affect your? Um, did it affect the players in the opposition half or only in your half? And the tooltip, it was very much of the lines of you either want to try and almost invite the cross mm-hmm. and defend it or stop the cross at st- source mm-hmm. and stretch your back line. So that's what the defensive whip used to be. So we brought that out as an instruction. Yeah. But in that, that, that is only catering for a small side of the field. Um, and what about the defensive whip and how you set up in the opposition in half and how do you press? Your whip of your press is actually really, really fundamental to how you will set up. Well, like, and it's also your formation behind that. Like, If you're playing with, say, three midfielders, you may want to funnel them and actually trap them inside the pitch because you have more bodies there to win the ball mm. and then you can break centrally mm. and your counter-attack, oh, breaking centrally on their goal yeah. but almost they may have a, a, a they may be playing say with a, a three centre backs and some wing backs you may want to trap them on the outside because then you you've, you've sort of like pinning that one player then and try and trap and almost cover that player so that player has to play back and you're almost like how do you force them either force them to play. So it's all about the opposition. Where will you force them to play? And where do you want them to pass the ball? Because then where do you want to win it? Mm. And, it and even if you win it out wide, that's good. Because then you can then almost then try and, can you counter-attack down the sides? Can you cut back that ball for a shot? Or, you know, or can you cross it in? And we've really had to focus so much, even though the headlines are that we've been working on you know, the new defensive instructions, defensive football, we want to try and make that a viable tactical like style for everybody because um, from some of the, the um, community that were playing with it last year, they didn't feel like they were able to achieve it. They didn't feel like they had the tools to mm-hmm. achieve it and they could do it, but they felt it was hard. And 
it's almost like we want ev- we want to create a match engine that's realistic football, but also everybody can play the style that they want. So it's such a difficult job. It's such a high oh, it's such a a balance. Oh, yeah, 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 it's brutal, isn't it? And but it's rewarding when anybody can play their style. Like you, you can use our match engine to play tiki taka, play a gag and press, play a, a fluid counter attack, play a catenaccio if you want yeah. to, and and play that part of the bus. Uh, honestly, we want all of these styles to be replicated. And just because we work on defensive football, what we have to balance the attack because we have to like. The, the simulation world has to be realistic. It has to have, say, in between, say, like around 2.7, 2.8 goals per game and across all the nations and things mm-hmm. that we have. And we have to balance all the stats. So we have to have around like sort of 25 shots per game, the amount of passes. We, want to, we always aim for 75% or above of penalty conversion rate. You know, that those kind of, we want to make sure that we're balanced across everywhere. And it isn't just us changing one number in the background. If it was, it'd be so much simpler. Thing is, even if you were to do that, you've then got to change something somewhere else, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it whack a mole, and so, it becomes yeah. a nightmare, I'd imagine. Just so, move yeah. the problem elsewhere, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's That's what like, I tried to do with you. <laughs> but, but if it was, just, yeah, if it was changing one number, it'd be so easy. But yeah. it's not. It's it's almost like tuning the engine to play that style. So, in being defensive, we can't then let the goals per game drop to. 1.8 goals per game mm. because then that's yeah. not a realistic simulation of football so of course we had to improve the attacking play to try and break down that defence yeah. so every time in, we're working on a defensive feature of the game we have to work on an attacking feature alongside and they go side by side and they're almost like it's like robot wars going at each other don't say who... robot wars Jack's going to be going wild <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> miss you Jack miss you <laughs> it's, it's almost like you know like just two sides are against each other but they're not they're working together mm. yeah and it's so amazing to then the duality of football it. it's almost like a title for a book right <laughs> it should be if it's not or a podcast <laughs> Nick Madden's memoirs <laughs> that's going to be the duality of football subtitle there thank we you go. I've stolen that I'll, t- I'll take that for when I'm more dusty <laughs> not too dusty though just a little bit more dusty yeah just a little right I think uh, that's, that's awesome uh, that's awesome one more question and then we're going to get into your best ever yeah we FML are 11. we are being hurried we are being um, hurried yeah so. I've had two uh, we've got one more right so taps, in which so. case right, so a quick tip then for that we wouldn't get anywhere else other than from you uh, uh, in FM23. And you can't use the CM attack yeah. one that I gave you <laughs> so earlier. What, what, what can you give the listeners and viewers that, that they may not find elsewhere but would find potentially useful? As, as small as you, you think it may be. My usual one is please play your preseason friendlies. Yes. Only because it, it gives you the ability to train your tactic and to try to try your tactic out against a weaker opposition or and try and get the players to learn their tactical familiarity. That's always my... But for me, I think if you really want to appreciate the engine, I would say play a few games on comprehensive highlights and make your mind up. And I would also say toggle both the, the pressing trap settings mm-hmm. and get a feel of what you want and look at the opposition and feel where do you want to trap them. I think that's the biggest okay. thing that I can say, is that that's, look that's, at your opposition, where do you want to trap their players, and who do you want to trap? I'm, I'm, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Again, I'm just going to add this little bit in, is that um, we are discussing about 
using those trigger points and being able to find their weakest link and trying to trap that weakest link and, and mm -hmm. kind of you know make an make an example that's the wrong sort of phrase but like kind of piling into him because if, if he's if he's a weak player then bang you know away you go and then counter i would say also don't don't worry that just because we've put the the trap inside trap outside on or as a team instruction the opposition instructions that we included last year and improved are still there yeah. and they're still hugely valid so uh, like as dupe says you can then identify a single player and, and who, hard tackle who, who are you triggering the press, press on <laughs> who, yeah 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 because it is the trigger press it's who yeah. you trigger in the press on so yeah, yeah. I, I will I, you know myself I, I do try and find a dm who's creating stuff yeah. stop stop it at source Love it. Yeah. Love no, it's that. good. It's right. Good tip. Let's get into the, the, the real fun stuff that Nick, you've been waiting for. We've had to make you, make you change it, but we won't mention the reasons why. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, please give us your, your best ever uh, football manager 11. Um, we can take it from the top. Start. Give some explanations, a bit of embellishment of, of why they are and why they have made your 11 as well. Obviously, you've got. A long, dusty history to, to regale us with. Wow. I know, I know. That's like the fifth. I'm not even making old jokes. <laughs> Nick should never have mentioned no. the word dusty. No. So it's on Nick. Well, you know, I dye my hair to look this way. <laughs> I'll get a refund. It's my colour of, <laughs> of choice. Um, no, so, um, yeah, my, um, my goalkeeper um, is Roy Carroll, believe it or not. Um, only because it's like um, from the old CM days, it was always the goalkeeper that I signed. Um, is that when he was still at Wigan? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was always that. That was. Um, I've. You realise I've also got a long affinity with Wigan, mm. and I've never been there. And it's only through Football Manager that I love them, and love probably, that. probably yeah, just because yeah, the fact I love Sean Maloney as a player. But um, and he went there, so of course, like I'm like, oh. But yeah, Roy Carroll was my first sort of, I guess, dip into the Wigan area. But it was before he went to, you know, um, so before he went to the Premier League and before all... his gaffe over the line or Pedro oh, Mendes. Was, was, yeah, was it yeah, in? Oh, was it was in definitely it? in. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was definitely in. But <laughs> never seen a man look so sheepish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but I guess for me, it was just just because it was the first of a goalkeeper that I really used and would always sign. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't necessarily always good. But that doesn't matter. Nope. Like, um, it, yeah. So for me, very it's just loyal man. Old, yeah, it, I signed him Not on very old all of them. Yeah, well, I signed him on all of my old saves, and I I, that. Uh, yeah, it feels like he's been a part of my FM journey. And um, this is the tattoo. Oh <laughs> 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 well, yeah. Well, he did join the other club of, uh, of, of Glasgow, so okay. Okay, cannot now. <laughs> fair, fair point, well presented. But um, yeah, um, 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 I guess my fullbacks are both. I would say Wigan legends um, and the <laughs> FA Cup team. Um, okay. And in my um, in my for my FM, I think it was 2013, 2014 saves. I would always play as Wigan. And and that's I the always, year they won it, right? Was it? I think it was fourteen was it that for, they yeah, won okay. it. I think it was. It was in thirteen right. or fourteen. But I, and I was, I, he was he was always my favourite favourite player. And yeah. uh, so, well, these two were my favourite wing backs almost. And it was um, Emerson Boyce and. Jean Beausajour so well, Emerson Boyce on one side gallivanting up the right side <laughs> and then Jean Beausajour gallivanting up the left and I always try to replicate that sort of that fight that almost 5-3-2 formation and yeah so that was um, a big one for me and um, my centre-backs um, I've got Christoph Iyer, um and that was because um, my first ever football manager I worked on um, football manager 2016 he was like the one the kid to buy. Yeah, okay, um, I remember that. And that was before he went to Celtic. So, okay. um, but 
so you would always buy him and yeah, yeah. It, and he's joined by a legend of all all of the era of of, of football manager is um, Taribo West. I was waiting for it. As soon as yeah. you said a legend, yeah. I was like, it's got to be. I, yeah. I have to. I cheated. I saw it, and I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, so, so I've got sort of the I guess modern day wonder kid with also the all star of the past, um, alongside Taribo West. Best free transfer ever. Yes, or oh, easily. Um, Definitely going to get him mentor and Ayo as well. Like. <laughs> <laughs> get them in a group. Maybe not with a haircut though. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah. Well, saying that, the green and white would have stuck out very well. It would have. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we got a, a Scottish centre midfield pairing. Um, the first one is the legend Mark Kerr. Okay. Um, yeah. Just be- a because I met him and because of his passing attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the second one, I am a Celtic fan. So it is Scott Brown, but it's because he has been my centre midfielder in pretty much every save that I've worked because at SI because yeah. I always play a Celtic save. And so it's very weird now to not have him in my side. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to train him as a halfback in most of my saves, I always used to love and try and, you know, almost like um, Brendan Rogers innovated Celtic in that way. And I've been, you know, I feel like I've done my bit for the virtual Scott Brown, so he's not just always getting yellow cards all the time. So yeah, he's trying trying not to slip. Yeah. That's probably what Brendan Rodgers should he's have done. He's a very angry with. man, that man. Very angry. Um, my wingers um, on the right, I've got Nicholas Millian, um, who's a young Chilean who um, back in I want to say it was Football Manager 2017. Oh no, 2007 or 2008. Right. He was my like. You could buy him as like a 14, 15 year old and train him up and he would come through the team. And yeah, he was just from that, yeah, the scouting, scouts in Chile and Colo Colo brought him through and I always sign him in every game. And um, Sherman um, Cardenas. Cardenas, yeah, he's uh, on the oh. left wing. Um, Lots of South American flair in this team. Yeah. Uh, well, only because before I got boring and would only sign Scottish players in my I say in Wigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I just can't imagine these two yeah. in Wigan. <laughs> I know. But, but um, I used to play um, Exeter saves when I was um, younger and used to play network saves at university. And Sherman, I think he was football manager 2006, I want to say, yeah. was his, his, his star power. And he was my guy in my Exeter save. Um, when I used to play a network save yeah. against my friend uh, at Halls and we used Landers. to play every weekend and he was Cambridge and we were Exton it was when weekends. you could only you didn't do uni right no <laughs> like Matt <laughs> that's exactly what I did we spent at the, basically weekends all of the all of the girls in the halls would go away like yeah. go back home we would we would just take over we'd be having network games in the halls watching match of the day like, like we'd basically it would be wall to wall football for the yep. entire weekend and then FM when there wasn't any football. I, I love FM, but if I went to if I went to uni now, I think I'd be making my own Wonder Kids. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, would you have made one as good as Yaya Sanogo? No, because no. <laughs> no. he he's definitely got to be my striker up there. I also I still buy him now in every save that I have. So we do a challenge every year mm. in Sports Interactive, and last year was the um the south end challenge so he's my now south end starting striker and then in football manager 2021 we did an aberdeen challenge and of course yaya sanogo was the top scorer in the scottish amazing. premier league amazing so yeah um, he's just been there uh, yeah so he goes everywhere that i go yeah, so yeah, yeah. i cannot wait for the football manager 23 challenge and yeah i will be signing yaya sanogo <laughs> no matter where i am i do love this like commitment to the cause yeah <laughs> he's coming with me he's just, <laughs> he's coming with me until he gets extracted out of the game and then my final one is Adam Stansfield, um, formerly of 
of Exeter and mm-hmm. Hereford. Um, his, his son's now playing Exeter, which is an amazing it's, story. It's, it's oh, a, this is the story. Oh, what yeah, an incredible story. Incredible. Yeah. Oh, so, so nice. So I come from Devon originally, so okay. Exeter's my closest team. So I would always play an Exeter save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I used to sign Adam all even when he was at Hereford. So, yeah, goal-scoring machine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and did steal Fabian Brandy in, in the last one, I feel. You can, so. you can, you can double so, up. You know, so I thought I'd go with Adam Stansfield or no, someone a bit different. Like, do you know what? I'll be honest. That's one of my favorite. Because of the story of, behind it, that's one of my favorite ones. Because he, that's awesome. No, it I, just shows football can be romantic, yeah. can't no, so it? I, did, I had... Uh, I, I have uh, had a, an extra save that got corrupted, but, and it was like one of my favourite saves. I do still talk about it relatively frequently, but FM FM ten got got them to the like from League One to the Champions League. Troy Archibald Henville was still there. Wow, yeah, big Troy at the back. Yeah. But it, so <laughs> That's incredible. He got him to playing in the Champions League, and then signed out Al- Alvaro Negredo, who shot me to I beat Inter and Barca in the group stage, and then. It corrupted just as I was about to progress oh. to the knockouts. So I was, yeah, we about that didn't get any week. further. Yeah, well, every yeah. week. But it's, <laughs> there's, there's, we're having a bonding moment. We're allowed I, to have a bonding I, moment. I was going to put Dean Moxie as my left back. See, he, he lasted quite a while in that <laughs> yeah. team, actually. To be fair, so like he got replaced by um, Kyle Norton. Wow. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, but anyway, thank think, you I so much. I think the much. biggest shock is he hasn't put a number 10 in. Um, uh, <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for yeah, awesome. uh, for speaking to us, Nick. Uh, hopefully your little tip as well will help people along the way with uh, adjusting to the new defensive amendments that you made to the match engine. But it's been a pleasure having you once more um, and you'll get your official match ball next the next time you're on. Yes. I, nearly, I, went, I nearly went premature with the ball. Yeah, yeah I did. did. I I, I'm looking forward to yeah. getting the match ball. I also yeah, just I want to call you out for wearing two watches as well. But anyway, let's go. Again, I did this for you today, dude. By the way, I didn't wear the shoes that you liked before, though. So I'm very <laughs> sorry. my tweets, put it out on the, on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Thanks for that, Nick. That brings us to the end of episode 273. Uh, you can find the links for each of us in the podcast description as well as Nick or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all of our latest Football Manager content including the article that we have just dropped about the 10 best release clauses in FM23. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Doesn't work when it's just me.